0: Welcome to the Comic Sauce Podcast, where we talk comics and comics culture, presented by Cape and Cowell Comics. I am Henry Liu, and today I am joined by Clara May. Clara, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good, Henry.
0: Good. Good to hear it. Today is Thursday, December 7th, and we are going to focus on the Justice League movie. Uh, This movie has been out in theaters for a few weeks now. And um, yeah, the dust has kind of settled and we have kind of a good picture of the critics' reactions, the fan reactions, and the box office ramifications. Um, So I think it's a good time to talk about this flick. Um, And in preparation, I did a little something that I think I'm going to do in the future, and that's to reach out to my comic geeks community where I work. Um, where I work, there are quite a few comic geeks, and um, a great resource for this podcast that I haven't really delved into before. Uh, so, yeah, I got um, some some opinions on this movie. Uh, so I thought I would just kind of go down the list here, read them off, and then Clara, you and I can can sort of give our opinions too, yeah? Yeah. Yep. Sound good? Yes. Okay. So um, they, the takes that I got were, I mean, pr- kind of in line what, with what we've been hearing, like, not super positive, um, but uh, uh, th- there was certainly one, um, one lone positive voice, <laughs> um, a gentleman who uh, we may know, his name is Rainier. Uh, he he fought the good fight. Uh, He's a brave soul. Uh, He (laughs) stepped up to the plate and no one really had his back and (laughs) he uh, stuck to his guns and he he gave some love for this movie. So Rainier writes, I really enjoyed Justice League. I enjoyed the team dynamic. I like that it threw you directly into the film, hitting the ground, running, if you will, not being bogged down with more origin content. Okay, so moving on, um, a few not as positive reactions. Alan writes, fun, but very forgettable. This one's from Diego, weak writing and character development, and 45 minutes too long. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a funny comment we could talk about because the movie is actually not that long. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of a a funny yeah even the, the the length it was was too much for him apparently uh what else here we go uh scott writes painful i think expectations were so high there's no possible way for it to succeed i felt the character choices and dialogue hurt the brand overall i didn't totally hate it just felt super disappointed only because i love the justice league since the 80s i like affleck as bu- as bruce but i can't get over that kid as flash just bad uh, another response uh, addressing the new flash ben writes doesn't hold a candle to grant gustin <laughs> <laughs> movie dc is just so much worse than tv dc it's night and day okay so there are some pretty solid takes there yeah, um, words. yeah you know <laughs> I actually I there, there's there's quite a bit there before we get into our opinions yeah why don't we just kind of address what was uh, talked about here anything kind of jump out at you
1: um, I would say I I kind of agree with all of them um, mm-hmm. in certain ways um, and we can talk about this but um, I did enjoy the film um, but for very specific reasons. Okay. Like if I look at certain things in a microcosm, I liked them. But as a whole, it isn't a good film. Like, objectively, it's not a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a basic, you know, plot <laughs> standpoint, <laughs> you know, or like pacing or any of that. Like, it's not yeah. a great film. But um, to me, it was a better film than Batman versus Superman. I agree. Um, And Suicide Squad, which was like nearly incoherent mm-hmm. um uh, yes yeah, so, yeah. I mean we can go, <laughs> but let's just like start by saying what we enjoyed about
0: the film okay and sure and then we can
1: kind of wrap these things in because I don't want to start on one path and then oh right and just be all, all over the place yeah.
0: okay so yeah um yeah as long as that's mm-hmm. in your mind go ahead yeah. and go on with what you thought uh, was good
1: yeah so I so Rainier was the first comment yeah yeah okay so I I do agree with him that I actually enjoyed um, the team dynamic, which I wasn't expecting at all. Like, if you have listened to any of the episodes I've been on before, I have hated all of the DCEU films yeah. except for Wonder Woman. And even right. that I had, like, you know, caveats about. Mm-hmm. But um, this one, I at least enjoyed that the the teammates, you know, the Justice League members, they seemed to be having fun with each other. Um, I really liked Cyborg in the film. I thought he had a great friendly dynamic with Diana, Mm -hmm. uh, with Wonder Woman, and then with The Flash. Um, And he even had that moment later on in the film with Superman where they kind of had this joke, and it was like a corny bad joke, and they laughed at this corny bad joke. But it was kind of cute, too, because when he was bonding with someone, And I actually like The Flash, (laughs) which, like, I was also not expecting because I love Grant Gustin as The Flash. Mm -hmm. And when they first announced, um, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get his name wrong. I forgot his name. Um, Okay, well, the DCU. Oh, uh, Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they first announced him, I had only seen him in um, Fantastic Beasts, and I just thought he was okay. Yeah, yeah. And... And a lot of my friends were really excited about him, but I loved Grant Gustin's portrayal, so I was just like, I'm going to hate it. You know, like, I'm not not down for this. And at the time, I was not at all excited, but he really won me over in the film. And I thought Mm. he was kind of like a nuanced portrayal. Uh, One of my friends said he was more like Bart rather necessarily than Barry. He's a little more uh, nervous and socially awkward. Mm, Right, right. Um, Which is probably not... Fully, you know Canon but I thought it worked for the character anyways okay. um I thought it was funny and then I actually liked Batman which I'm shocked what I'm saying too because uh-huh. I never really liked um, Affleck's Batman either but I like that they played up the fact that he is old and tired and he knows he can't keep up with all these other superheroes yeah um, and it was it was comical he wasn't like the same angry dude from Batman versus Superman, he was more yeah. like put upon dad, you know, which is like my ultimate Batman headcanon because yes. <laughs> I love like Batman and like the Robin interaction. So this was kind of a good stand in mm-hmm. for that almost. Um, and then I love that Superman got to smile. Which yes. Which is like my ultimate, <laughs> <laughs> like all I've wanted from the DCE right. is that he actually looks like, he enjoys being around other people, specifically humans. Um, yeah. Because in all the other films so far, he's hated humans. Like, yeah. he made it clear that he was like, why should I have to save you? Right. You know? Um, and then there's Jason Momoa, which was, like, perfection. You know, and he was hilarious. And he, I don't think he got a great amount of screen time. But, yeah. um, but he was funny, and I liked his character. So I would say characterizations were on point if anything, and if I just focus on that, just the <laughs> characterizations, like I am satisfied, which I didn't think I'd ever say about yeah, a DC, nice. EU film. Great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so just to address a few points you made, mm-hmm. um, th- there was actually, there was a, a comment that uh, Rainier made that I didn't read, <laughs> but it's, it's related to what you're talking about. So he also says, thought it was interesting how Batman was self-aware of his mortality yeah. understanding he couldn't do this forever. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that too. It sort yeah. of harkens the uh, Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight Returns like mm-hmm. an old Batman yeah. who's yeah. sort of seeing the end of the line you mm-hmm. know um, a very different Batman than we've we've seen ever in in TV and, and movies, right yeah. uh, So that was kind of interesting. and
1: I think that's when he's at his most relatable. Because if you take that away from him, his mortality, he's like this super rich man yeah. who has all these high tech gadgets that we will never have. And in the last movie, The Batman versus Superman, they just made him completely I don't know, unrelatable and unreachable to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so him being aware of all of that and being comical and tired is, mm-hmm. you know, perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, d- I do think that, that that did work to an extent. Um, so it's funny that there's this comparison mm-hmm. to the TV flash. And, <laughs> you know, like, it's sort of like we live in this world where it's hard to evaluate uh, a movie or a show without comparing it to <laughs> other stuff, right? Like you can't help but compare the Justice League to the Avengers. You just mm-hmm. can't help it. You can't help but compare... Uh, the T- TV Flash to the movie Flash, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a pretty high bar there. Like, the, the MCU has done great things with the Avengers, mm-hmm. and uh, the DC TV universe has, has done really well. It's really caught on. Yeah. Uh, so these things are, it's tough. It can make things really tough for this uh, DC movie universe. And I don't think, you know, this response is, is isolated. You know, yeah, think, no, it's very you know, valid.
1: I mean, because, like, the DC TV universe has technically been, I mean, it's technically started with, like, Smallville. Yeah. You know, and then that kind of, like, petered out. But then even if you consider from the start of when they, you know, did The Flash, he's been around for a long time. And Grant Gustin has had such a long time to develop that character. Yeah. Whereas (laughs) the DCEU dove right in. To trying to make this this team up happen and just the foundation isn't there. So I can understand that people don't feel a connection mm-hmm. to The Flash mm-hmm. or any of these other characters even. Because um, they just came up out of nowhere. And Warner Brothers was like, it's time, it's happening. And we're like, but why should we care? Yeah, You know, who are yeah. these people?
0: Okay, so... I'm pretty surprised that you enjoyed this film. I thought you would I would really hate it. I, mean,
1: I had to put super blinders on. It's like the, those things they put on the horse so it like yeah. stays on the straight and narrow that was me. Um, yeah, I was shocked, but I also think it's because I went in literally expecting a negative amount mm. yeah. of joy. Yeah. You know, like I was my expectations were literally rock bottom. Like there was <laughs> nothing that they could have done to make me any more disappointed already. Yeah. So yeah. like I really went into it thinking you know what? At the very least, I'll see Jason Momoa shirtless. You know, like, I'll see the hilarious CGI on Superman's upper lip. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and then I'll see, like, some decent costumes. And then Cyborg, who I always really like. Um, so, like, my, my you know, like, threshold of what, what I was looking for was so basic. Like, right. they just have to appear on screen and i will be okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think when you go in with that... Um, I think it's okay to, you know, feel suddenly surprised that you might maybe enjoyed it. Um, So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel bad for all the people who came in expecting it to be like this fantastic team up. Because there's no way it could have been that. Like, the movie had to establish, uh, what is it, three new characters all at once. Mm -hmm. While also reviving Superman. Mm -hmm. Trying to give further backstory to Wonder Woman and Batman.
0: And all the while a very troubled production. They yes. had to change directors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a family mm-hmm. tragedy with Zack Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh Joss Whedon is a... He and Snyder are talented, but you talk about polar opposites and aesthetics and storytelling. Yeah. Um, very, very yeah. different. Filmmakers. Yeah,
1: I will say that um, you can definitely tell which shots are Snyder's. Um, yeah. I think the one thing Snyder does well is create really gorgeous um, wide-view landscape shots. Mm-hmm. Because um, there were certain scenes where I was like, "There's, no, there's no way this is Joss Whedon," <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like yeah. it just looks so artistic. Like right. I feel like Zack Snyder's more of an art house director than necessarily mm-hmm. like a mainstream, you know, director. But um, so I did enjoy those shots, and I feel like it kind of worked with those pretty shots, and then with Whedon's humor. Like mm-hmm. for me, it's stitched together enough, so it yeah. was okay. <laughs> I kind of know
0: what you mean. Like yeah. it's it's this weird like Frankenstein yeah. St- yeah, yeah. style yeah. filmmaking, but in a weird way, it it kind it of was worked. Okay. Yeah. yeah, like um, I I do agree that um, Whedon's contributions were pretty good. <clears throat> like he brought this lightness to this universe mm-hmm. that we really haven't seen a whole lot before. Yeah. You know, he saw Superman smile. A lot of jokes, yeah. Um, and yeah, in kind of a weird way, uh, I thought um, he brought a lot to the table and made it yeah. kind of a fun movie. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, overall, I probably didn't like it as much as you did, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think I can give it like a thumbs up, <laughs> uh, but kind of like what you're saying, uh, you know, there are a lot of moments in the movie that are pretty cool, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, like like everything I just mentioned, like, like the comedic touches, yeah. like Whedon's uh, quippy dialogue, yeah. you know, is good the
1: characters. I thought was cute. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the scene where they um, after they revive Superman. And um, they're all fighting him, I thought was one of the standout scenes yeah, in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then there's this scene where Flash is trying to run around him, and then Superman sees him, Yeah. even though he's fast. <laughs> and you get the look on his face, and he's like, pet cemetery. And I yeah. was like, you know what? That was genuinely funny, because he <laughs> yeah. was really freaked out, because no one's ever caught him before. Yeah, definitely. You know? So like, there were definitely moments that worked, um, mm-hmm. and like, I don't know exactly whose moment that was. I mean, that could have been a mix of Whedon and Snyder, but... Um, yeah, it was it was a solid okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, you know? there we go. And I wanted to highlight Jason Momoa too, <laughs> who I was super excited about. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. Um, and everything you mentioned, I totally agree with. Like, he kind of didn't have enough to do and enough to say. Mm-hmm um and amber
1: heard was there for all of like <laughs> a, you know like a minute yeah like you meet mira and that's it yeah like, and like and that's the thing there was a comment from one of your your friends where they said um what was it that that, that he liked that they didn't have to do all this origin story setup. oh yeah yeah but um I mean, I know, like, the the sh- film would have been way too long, and it's not the fault yeah. of this film, but the fault of the DCEU. But there really did need to be origin stories for these yeah. characters. Yeah, I mean,
0: we know Batman, Wonder Woman, and yeah. Superman, but what about these new guys, yeah. right? It's, it's yeah.
1: like how apparently they had filmed um, a flashback scene of how Cyborg – got was you know in the accident and Mm -hmm. what happened to his body um but they decided to cut it out and like yeah for fans like super fans they know exactly what happened to his body but like i watched it with my family and my family was like what happened to him why is he suddenly (laughs) yeah like and there's just a passing line where he's like oh i was in a football accident yeah and it's like why didn't you show that right and then it assumes that you already know how the flash got his powers you know and it already assumes you know kind of who Aquaman is you know like you're, right like why is he swimming <laughs> get underwater and you can breathe and like, yeah. you know, so I think there's still DCEU still needs to work on accessibility for non-fans because that's why yeah. Marvel's so successful yeah. is people bring their families and kids can understand it mm-hmm. they get
0: you know? to know these characters in their yeah. solo movies right yeah mm-hmm. and you know also with Momoa like he um he doesn't really get to utilize his his powers, actual powers. Right, yeah. he's in <laughs> fighting in the water at all for the second yeah, half of the movie, fighting- right?
1: In this absolutely hideous CGI town. Yeah. Um, that has like this ugly red filter over it. I swear to God, yeah. I thought I was going blind watching that <laughs> whole ending scene. I was like, the movie was doing so decently up until now, and now it's just like a train wreck. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm
0: it's like, it's like why is Aquaman here? Yeah. Like what yeah. sort of value does he bring?
1: Did it make yeah. sense,
0: yeah. but yeah. And all that said, so he had minimal screen time, mm-hmm. very little dialogue his presence was sort of like why is he here and yet he's just got this presence to him you know like i mean it's it's a representation thing like mm-hmm. seeing him in just a major hollywood oh, tentpole yeah. film you see this asian american pacific islander mm-hmm. and he is he looks good <laughs> you know he's super sexy he's a leading man and he's just like the, the camera loves him mm-hmm. and it, it, it was just a moment when he was like like waist deep in the water. It was like, (laughs) wow. You know, it was like like a hallelujah kind of moment, right? I would
1: say DC has definitely right out of the gate beat out Marvel when it comes to just casting more diversely. Like they were just like, yeah, this character's always been canonically white, but we're just going to make them, you know, Pacific Islander. And that's like something that Marvel hasn't really done except Mm -hmm. for with Nick Fury, you know? Like, yeah. um, he, they haven't really switched any of their major main characters, the main Avengers. You know, they haven't really switched the ethnicities of yeah. any of them in a yeah. way that's really significant. Um, I think yeah, that so that's kind con-
0: of, that. it's kind of coming, but yeah. it's Eventually, been, yeah, but you know, Marvel's it's had taken 10 years, a, it's taken a long time. Know, yeah, as
1: crappy as the DCEU <laughs> is, they got really good actors. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the greatest tragedies about the DCEU is they have all these incredible actors, um, who are obviously passionate about the characters, but they're just not given anything to do. Yeah. And the movies they're put in are terrible. Um, and, like, I was just reading this interview about um, about Henry Cavill, and he was talking about how when he signed on, he did it because he loves the classic view of Superman. He loves that whole idea that there's always someone you can turn to, someone who Mm -hmm. always watch out for you. So he signed on thinking he was gonna be the classic (laughs) smiling, gentle, friendly Superman, and what he gets is the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I was like, man, that really sucks for him, you know? Like it sucks that all of these actors are ready to put in the work and the the writing behind the scenes is just like garbage. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's a good segue to kind of uh, the, the negatives, problems. yeah, yeah the what, negatives. what sort of issues did you have with the movie, Clara? Oh my God,
1: um, I'm trying to think how can I piece this out? Um, I would like the most well, I yeah, so there's the obvious plot issue, um, and then the villain was just like, well, it's always it was bad. It was just a bad yeah, villain. Um, oof, yeah, but I. <laughs> I think, like, the the biggest thing that I had to force myself to overlook was the sexism and the male gaze in the film. Yeah. Um, And and it was just so wild because we talked a few months ago about how, thank God, Joss Whedon didn't get to make his Wonder Woman film with that terrible script that got released. Yeah,
0: Um, Whedon had a script that leaked (laughs) Mm -hmm. not long ago, right, and it was kind of appalling how sexist Yeah, how much he
1: sexualized Wonder Woman. There was whole scenes where he wrote in that the camera would, like, look at her butt, you know. Mm -hmm. They would, you know, hone in on her body, and all these men were leering at her, all this stuff. Um,
0: And just just one uh, note on that. When that happened, it was funny. A lot of people were like, oh, that's terrible, but thank God— Yeah, Uh, You know, Patty Jenkins made the Wonder Woman movie, and and Whedon never got to make his Wonder Woman movie, movie, but cut to 2017, he kind of got to make that movie, right? He
1: absolutely did. He (laughs) finally got his hands on Wonder Woman, and the first thing he does is put in like a million ass shots into the movie. And I was like shocked by how blatant it was. There's like one scene where like they jump down from – the, I don't know what the hell it was, a bat car or a Batmobile thing. Uh-huh. Um, She jumps down and you see her full butt because her skirt goes up. Yeah. Like everyone else mm-hmm. is jumping down, but they're all wearing metal <laughs> pants. You know, like no one's going to see it. Yeah. But when she jumps down, you see her full butt. Yeah. And then there's scenes where like the camera is trained like far in the background. So she walks in so that her butt is like, it's like butt first. It comes in yeah. and you see it and you're like looking at it. And that's very much you can tell that's a male director. Right, um, right. It, and it must've happened like, oh my God, like 10 times. Yeah. Um, there's even a scene where she walks in while um, Bruce is working on like the, the the helicopter or the plane thing. And she walks in, she's wearing like these six inch really skinny stilettos because the camera goes to pains, you know, to show you mm-hmm. that and shows you her stilettos, yeah. her butt. Um, and then they decide to go for a walk in the grounds around his house. And then it shows her in the next scene, and then she's wearing flats. She's wearing, (laughs) like, flat boots, so she doesn't have to be taller than him, I'm assuming, is why they did that. Oh, right. But it's like... Okay, if you're gonna make her wear stilettos, you better let her be taller than Bruce. Because if there's one character who should be allowed to be taller than all the men, it's the Amazon, right? right yeah, know? exactly. Just like, so you can't have it both ways. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you want to objectify her, but you also don't want to make her look too masculine. You know? Yeah.
0: Um, one point before we move forward with that is <laughs> very interesting to me because this whole idea of the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of also known as like the leering eye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of it, it's it's subtle, you know. Especially for for heterosexual men, like yep. I, it's, it's we don't we don't pick up on these th- sorts yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. But I definitely picked up on this. Why? Because just a few months ago, I saw the Wonder Woman Wonder Woman movie, right? Yes. And it is crazy the the night and day of it. Like we see. Th- this same actress in the same costume mm-hmm. and yet the, the way the camera is situated it's a whole different experience yeah. you know it's yeah. it's 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 kind of fascinating and kind of scary that um just like some subtle camera work can really change like the the feel of, of a scene entirely right
1: yeah it I would say that this cam- Whedon's or Snyder's, whoever it was, probably Snyder or Whedon. Sorry, it was probably Whedon. i us <laughs> just be real. Um, yeah. The way yeah. he would position it is like you saw. It was like more of her curves, like it would be from the yeah. side or from the back. Skirt shots, yeah. <laughs> cleavage <laughs> yeah. shots. There yeah. was a lot of cleavage shots yes. as well. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I would say with Jenkins, um, it would be more like straight on. You would kind of see her muscles, and she'd be in dynamic movements that kind mm-hmm. of emphasize her strength rather than necessarily her beauty even though obviously she's beautiful but that's not the point of the shots you know and it just it's hard to describe without it doing is. like a, <laughs> we need an accompanying youtube video yeah. <laughs> to show the side by sides but, but you know
0: i know exactly what you mean it's it's like um i mean that's the art of cinema you yes. know you, uh-huh. you can take the same actor mm-hmm. the same costume mm-hmm. and have a whole different feel for a scene but mm-hmm. simply by like how you shoot it
1: yeah just moving the camera and then it's also the music it's the filtering it's what you yeah. focus on it's just everything and it's it was there the male gaze yeah was there.
0: so in you know wonder woman a shot where we see diana as strong and beautiful mm-hmm. in justice league we tended to see a lot more of like sexualized, yeah, it right? Yeah, it's
1: like her looks first and yeah. then,
0: you know. And so it's not just the camera, but the other characters in the movie who are kind of adding to this also, mm-hmm. right, which is which definitely was kind of a head-scratcher as well, yeah, right? Yeah, they had
1: to keep emphasizing how beautiful she was. Like, we, like we need to be told, you know? And it was, <laughs> like, one of those things where it wasn't necessary because we don't need to remark on it. We know she's beautiful, but they had that whole scene where, like, um, Aquaman was sitting on the the rope, the lost the rope, <laughs> the lasso. Yes. <laughs> it's not a rope. It's a lasso. Um, you know, and he was like, oh, my God, you're so hot, blah, 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 yeah. all that. And then the Flash obviously had a crush on her. Like, it kept coming up. You know, he wanted to spend time with her. He ends up falling in her boobs yeah. at one point. Um, Which,
0: then- by the way, is a Whedon gag from yes. Avengers 2. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Right? So Banner... D- Fell into the Black Widow's cleavage yes. just like The Flash yeah. fell into Wonder Woman's cleavage, yeah. and it's sort of like, Oh, this is is this like this is Whedon's thing. signature comedic yeah, move like, now?
1: And there was like this whole discussion about how, in another interview, Whedon mm-hmm. saw himself as uh, Bruce Banner, so that whole like falling into boobs was like his fantasy. Fall- so <laughs> right. I was watching it, I was like, Oh my god, does he have a fantasy of falling into Wonder Woman's <laughs> boobs too? You know, this is basically him living uh, out, yeah. you know. Living through the flash, but like so that was super annoying and unnecessary. Um, and then you have the whole—they keep teasing this romance with um, Bruce and Diana. Uh, so like really, the only characters that don't objectify her is Superman because he already has Lois, and then yeah, and then there was Cyborg who I don't recall ever doing something like that. I mean, yeah. they're friends, but I don't. Remember him actually objectifying? Yeah,
0: I think there's a slight implication where remember he gets to go to meet her. Yeah, and one of them, I think it was Alfred, who was like, "Oh, oh you yeah. know, hey, isn't that yeah. exciting for yeah. you?" Yeah. And yeah.
1: see, so it's all it's stuff like that where like yeah. you're constantly reminded that she is a woman, an eligible woman, and these are all men. You know, it's just yeah. that doesn't need to be there. You yeah, know? it just. Can't you just let her stand on her own as her own character who doesn't need a man, you know, and just let her exist. Right. As a strong woman.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, that, yeah, I mean, I've been talking along with you this whole time but i, I had kind of the mm-hmm. same issues like i noticed it and it's funny like I, I may not have even noticed it but it was just such a stark contrast mm-hmm. from the wonder one movie that is like whoa wait a minute this i automatically it's like something feels weird <laughs> it's like this is so different mm-hmm. and like i think you know it's pretty antiquated like the the comic book genre you know historically like way back when it was a bunch of like young men yeah. who are fans and and uh like if you were going to uh pay fan service you know do it for the fans you know you would get this kind of uh sexualization um but it's such an antiquated kind of yeah. thing you know like it, and when i saw it I was like this just feels like you know like the the old comic store which like they don't <laughs> They're not nice to women, and they're, they cater to only, like, old-school fans and stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just sort of an antiquated thing, and it's, yeah. like, it's dated.
1: I think they are trying to have it both ways. They still... They wanted to... I mean, first off, they should have just introduced, like, a second woman on the team instead of having Wonder Woman carry all of these men's, like, feelings, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, because it really puts so much, like, of a burden on that one character when she's the only one there. Um... And they still feel like they need to appeal to these fans who have like loved Wonder Woman for forever, but they're yeah. also trying to bring in a wider audience. Like it's just not it's not gonna work. You have to find you know like you have to thread the needle a little better than that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, yeah, that was definitely something that I I noted. Uh, another sort of negative on my end was kind of the lack of any sort of narrative tension at the end. Like, so basically Superman shows up and it's just no contest, right? It's almost as if, like, the entire Justice League didn't need to be there. They only needed Superman. Superman, like, whooped Steppenwolf's butt, like, super easily, right? So, like, when that happened and as fun as it was seeing Superman smile and actually punching opponents – Which we didn't see in Superman Returns. Uh, As fun as that was, it really, to me, it begged the question like, why is everyone else here? Like, we didn't need any of that. All you needed was to get Superman going and that's it. Just sit down. Right. Especially
1: like Bruce. Oh my God. He, yeah. What did he do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And that, like, that really, that really kind of, like, rode me the wrong way because, like, what's the point of a team up movie? You know, it's, well, I want to see. These superheroes working together um, against this like unbeatable threat. Like mm-hmm. it, the individual superheroes cannot come out victorious, but if they work together, they can they can come out victorious. And that that was completely absent here. Like yeah, they, they, I'm surprised you know? they didn't
1: bring in you know Kryptonite. I mean, that's always the thing mm-hmm. they bring in for Superman to like depower him, so he needs help. And like it was just yeah, I'm surprised it didn't feature in any way. Or they. I'm surprised they didn't have him, you know, exhausted from the fact that he was dead and he got revived. Yeah. You know, like, you, like why wasn't he weaker?
0: That's a good um, point. It, it, that that might have been that narrative tension I was talking about. Yeah, like, make like, him a weaker Superman. He hasn't recovered yet. So yeah. he can't as handily yeah. beat the villain, and they have to work together to beat yeah. him, right? Yeah,
1: as much as I love, like you know the giant gatling gun superman <laughs> like it was ridiculous yeah and like they also had like even that scene where they're all fighting superman yeah as cool as it is to show off how strong he is i cannot believe in any universe that wonder woman would not be able to subdue him if she really tried <laughs> because in the comics there are comics where she does subdue him right and that's like the one defense they have against superman like going you know did I say apeshit? <laughs> <Going, laughs> yeah, of course. Going ape shit. <laughs> I was like, is this a rated r Yeah. yeah it's like, that's why, I mean, now that's not the only reason she's there, but it's definitely a big benefit to having a freaking Amazon there. Right. You know? Who um,
0: has proven herself to have godlike powers yeah, in her own exactly.
1: movie. exactly. If there's one person on that team who can face off against him if she has to, it's her, you know? And, yeah. So that was a little disappointing, too. And it kind of begs the question in future movies, if something happens to him, if he gets put under someone's control or, you know, anything, like, what are they going to do? Who's going to fight him? Unless they introduce Supergirl. I mean, like, at this point, we don't have anyone even remotely close to him. Right, right, right. You know, and that's that's a huge problem with yeah. the DCEU that they yeah. just set up for themselves. Yeah, and
0: this wasn't my thought, but I think I read this uh, mm-hmm. somewhere that um, the, the Suicide Squad movie, like the whole point yeah. of gathering the Suicide Squad was to um, prevent a threat that we were seeing <laughs> in Justice League, right? What yeah. if Superman oh like God, lost yeah. his shit? And... Um, they would all die. <laughs> they, number one, they would all die. But like... Number two, like, if this is a shared universe, isn't this their, like, their big moment? Isn't this the time for the Suicide Squad to, like, step up and, like, battle this great threat? Um didn't I mean, happen that, I mean,
1: this, the logic of this of Suicide Squad is the hottest of messes. Yeah. So the fact yeah. that we were supposed to believe on on its face that someone like Harley Quinn could take down Superman is yeah like, doesn't make oh any sense God, excuse me like the other guy sense. who had boomerangs but he never like used his boomerang <laughs> right. you know? he would just drink beer all the time yeah he had like a um, what is it he had like a hover boomerang that he was controlling with like a phone <laughs> right. I was like that's not a real boomerang if you have a control on it <laughs> right yeah it's just I don't know how they're gonna solve that I hope it means they just introduce interesting characters. Or I hope this means that um, Barry develops his powers more. Because at the end, they did say, oh, he's going to work for Star Labs. Oh, right. Um, Yeah. And I'm hoping, I I don't know, maybe Aquaman, you know, links up with Mira and they train and he gets stronger. Um, Otherwise, I mean, what the heck? There's also the... um, they did mention uh green lantern oh yeah um which is like this character that's been floating out in the distance for forever because they don't know what to do with him right um but i don't know maybe he's gonna pop in in another movie and be the person who stops superman if he goes rogue i mean i don't yeah
0: so yeah that's a good segue to our next little conversation what next (laughs) so like like i said earlier the dust has kind of settled and um the critics and the fans are kind of like what we've been talking about, uh, very divisive, right? Um, But probably more significantly is the box office. So to date, the DCEU has been very divisive with fans and critics. But the one thing it really did have going for it was box office. You know, every movie to date, you know, Yeah, Man of Steel through Wonder Woman were successful at the box office. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not the case here. So pretty surprisingly, Justice League was very uh, disappointing at the box office. Mm -hmm. And um, it really does beg the question, what happens next? You know, like this was supposed to be DC's version of the Avengers and the Avengers was such a runaway smash hit it really kind of leaves us with this sort of oh now, what do we do? kind of thing, yeah. right? Um, so uh, interestingly, I think just today, there was kind of this this shakeup at Warner Brothers. So there was a producer, uh, I believe his name is Berg. He was essentially let go. and he was heavily involved with Jeff Johns with the DCEU. And um, they've stated that he will be replaced. Um, but whoever this new person is, it really, it's a big question. Like, what are you going to do with this kind of big mess of a universe? You know,
1: if they bring in a new person, I'm concerned about what their takeaways are going to be from the Justice League because, yeah, like, like we've been talking about, I thought the characterizations were good. It's just literally everything else around that. That's an issue. Um, but I hope they don't see this as oh well people want to return to the dark <laughs> the dark Superman again and the dark you know yeah. Batman um, because that was the very problem that made people not want to watch Justice League they just weren't feeling it anymore and yeah. no one and when I was trying to tell my friends oh it's good it's good they're like I don't believe you because <laughs> I have seen all yeah. the other movies and so I was like that's that loss of faith and you yeah, know, it's just I don't know how they're going to recover. I think they really need to, they need to come out strong with um, really intriguing director castings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like right now, they're <laughs> Joss Whedon's going to do like the the um, the Birds of Prey film. Yeah, or the uh, Batgirl. Or the Batgirl, yeah, and yeah. then the Birds of No, and then the Who's it? The David Ayer. Is doing the other uh, female villain centric. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure I if mean, he's
0: he's still attached, but I know that, yeah, the Harley, yeah. Poison Ivy, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Catwoman movie is sort yeah. of in it's, development.
1: Yeah. See, I think neither of those are interesting director choices. You know, like if the yeah. if DCEU is really trying to change its image, I don't think those are good choices. Um, yeah. I think if they want to keep up the good work that they did with Patty Jenkins, they should hire women for those projects. Um, yeah. Yeah. If they're gonna do, you know, Flash and Aquaman movies, at least Aquaman has, you know, um, a person of color directing. Yeah. You know, so there's hope for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe do a Cyborg film where you actually get a black director, or you know, right. do a Flash film where you actually get, you know, someone who's diverse to so do a different point of view and just. Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am worried because, like, again, I love like the DC characters, but. Mm-hmm. I don't know what their takeaways are for this
0: yeah it's tough I've been thinking about it a bit and to me it I think it might be a good idea to just kind of forget the whole shared universe thing (laughs) and just sort of like focus one movie at a time you know like okay the next one is Aquaman you know Mm -hmm. let's just make that the Mm -hmm. best movie we can um and just sort of let it happen, you know, yeah. um, and if if you have if you string together hit after hit, OK, maybe then it's time to sort of yeah, like bring these guys together. Right.
1: They need to stop chasing Marvel, I think, is the most yeah. important thing, because I think that has been their downfall from the beginning as they tried to get, like climb right up to Avengers without having all those films beforehand yeah Um, yeah. and like Marvel when it first started with the first Iron Man movie it had no idea like no one had any idea Mm -hmm. that it would be a hit yeah that um, it would lead to anything else it just existed you know as a decent or as a good film you know and I think DC just needs to focus on that one at a time (laughs) it's a great
0: it's a a great example like with Iron Man I don't think there's any question that Kevin Feige in the back of his mind was thinking Oh, if this works, maybe we can could. we yeah. could do that. Yeah. But first and foremost, just so make this away. work. Yeah. yeah, make this yeah. work, and then maybe we can get there, right?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. DC is just jumping way too <laughs> yeah. far ahead of itself. Um, it's and, like how they have that logo where it already shows all the characters, and I'm like, hey, Marvel didn't make that logo until ten years <laughs> ago. You need <laughs> to chill out. Like. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and. Yeah, the the whole like chasing Marvel thing. I, I think that that has been a factor in in the problems. Mm-hmm. Like from what I've heard, Zack Snyder did not intend to have Batman in his second Superman movie. I have heard that that was yeah. sort of studio yeah. pressure, right? Um, like at that point, the MCU was such a runaway hit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the the WB execs were like, oh, we need we need to get a piece of this superhero pie, right? How do we do that? Well, let's get our other major bankable character. And if we put him in the same movie... And then slap them together. Like, right. Like <laughs> dolls. Right. And it, it's kind of been this sort of like too many cooks in the kitchen sort of thing yeah. where, well, you hired Zack Snyder because he's this like visionary director. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let him do his thing, right? Um, you know, it, I think Man of Steel was a bit of a mixed bag, but, you know, at least... I think yeah, he got to the make the movie he wanted yeah, to make. It was
1: okay, yeah. Yeah. And then Suicide Squad and Batman versus Superman were, the, were when it really just went downhill in terms of the director versus the studio versus everything, you know. Yeah, and
0: from a fan perspective, like, okay, so why why was I so excited to see the first Avengers movie? Well, well you know, it was the first time I got to see – Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and Hulk—you know—fight mm-hmm. together, right? You know, in the same battle, they're sharing the screen together, right? It's super exciting, just just that alone, right? Kind of like what you're saying. You're like, oh, I'm just excited to see these characters. Um, so, why why was I not as excited with Justice League to see you know the, these iconic superheroes like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman? Well, there's a really simple answer in my mind. It's because I just saw them <laughs> fight together in b v s right yeah. they they these three characters were all in the end of that movie. They were part of that big climactic battle and it was just okay uh, so, yeah, because
1: yeah, we weren't we haven't been given a reason to care about any of these characters, and that's the big issue. Um, and I will say like. I like to think of Justice League as, like, it could be the soft reboot for the DCEU. Like, treat this as the start of the DCEU, not the other films, and try to build from here, Mm -hmm. you know, and then start giving us those specific stories, um, plus the Wonder Woman film, and just forget that you did Batman (laughs) versus Superman, you know, all that stuff. Just start now with these characterizations that you put in place for Justice League, um, and see if you can finally make those connections with fans.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, just because Justice League was a disappointment at the box office, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean it's like it's 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 like the end of the road. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. this is the DC universe is is dead in the water. You know, um, we've seen uh, tons of superhero properties hit some uh, rough patches. You know, there was the the batman and robin movie which is like the death knell to batman right but i love that movie <laughs> oh really in a campy kind of way no, i'm assuming I right absolutely love yeah it
1: because i think batman at his core is a campy character and i will fight people about it but like <laughs> yeah it yeah i would say definitely dc has gone up and down marvel's gone up and down like the hulk bef- came before iron man and it was garbage um, yeah, they just need to they just need to focus in on building characters and building yeah. connections, you know, and actually tap into what makes these characters human, even when they're not human, you know, and just oh my gosh, just get over your own ego and stop <laughs> trying to please all these fanboys who believe that like Superman is supposed to be dark and killing people. Um, and that Batman's supposed to be dark and killing people. Just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: <read> the comics. <laughs> right. The core comics, you know. Well,
0: like, what you just described is sort of Kevin Feige's philosophy with the MCU. So he he has kind of notoriously been, like, very set in his ways. Mm-hmm. Like, there have been a lot of creative filmmakers who have kind of well, butted sure. heads with yeah. them, Joss Whedon being one of them. Um, and he just has this, this, this very set way. Yeah. Um, but uh, number one, like we, we mentioned, the, 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 what's in the comics? Like there's there's a, a wealth of resources there, yeah. right? So he 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 does that. He 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 draws all his uh, source material from the comics. Mm-hmm. But number two, yeah, sort of being set in his ways has really led to a lot of success. You know, th- this whole thing where. Uh, Zack Snyder set out to do a certain movie, and then the studio's like, "Wait a minute, let's throw Batman in there." Yeah, and yeah. then later, it's like, "Oh wait, this is too serious. We gotta make it. We gotta make mm-hmm. it more comedic." And um, it's sort of like this whole "this whole uh, too many cooks in the kitchen" so- sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um, it, there, there are a lot of benefits to to being sort of set in your ways to have sort of a, mm-hmm. a, a focused vision, right?
1: Yeah, they, they need a showrunner
0: for yeah. DCEU right now. Uh, Yeah, that's, I'm thinking that too. And um, going back real quick, we mentioned how, you know, I, I said we can't help but sort of make comparisons mm-hmm. to DC TV and the MCU. Um, there's definitely an aspect to that, uh, of that here. Like, why can't we just sort of, you know, look at these DCEU movies and not compare them, mm-hmm. right? Um, well that that's a valid argument but a counter argument particularly with justice league is that they they copied marvel so hard in it like it's like th- th- you can throw that window that argument out the window now because it's almost like shots fired right because they hired Joss Whedon yeah. like if you're hiring Joss Whedon for a superhero t- team up movie obviously okay. you're trying to tap into that avengers success yeah. mm-hmm. and then at the end of the movie These DC movies didn't really have like a mid-credit scene Mm -hmm. or a post-credit scene. All of a sudden, they have it. Yeah. Like there's one comedic one and one serious one. Mm-hmm. Like that sounds really yeah. fucking familiar. Yeah. So yeah. obviously they're really trying to like copy this Marvel method, yeah. right? So uh, for that reason alone, I say, okay, you you, you have to compare because yeah. you know if they're copying Marvel, then yeah, then then all bets are off. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna compare, and Marvel has set a very high bar. So yeah. it, it's a fight. You kind of don't wanna get into yeah. right you yeah. Know.
1: well i mean i i would say i love the dc characters enough that i do want them to aspire to the success the mcu has had and i hope they figure out how to do that and i feel like they were kind of given the keys to that with wonder yeah. woman and I just hope they continue along that path because like I mm-hmm. want these characters just to succeed like they're good characters with a lot of you know meaning imbued to them like most of us grew up with them yeah way more than any Marvel character um and my god I just want them to be better <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's a great point so me myself uh, as a a Marvel diehard yeah there I have to be honest there's a, a bit of Gratification and seeing DC fail, but what you're saying, I, I'm I'm happy to hear what you're saying and some of the responses we got. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up on Justice League yeah. in the '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to see this succeed yeah. and like, oh, there's there's a fan of the Flash TV show. show. Yeah. They, like they, you know, the, the fans want this stuff to work. They want good content. Yeah. yeah, so um, you know, it's yeah, there are haters out there. But a lot of the fans are, like, really, like, you know, hoping and, yeah. and th- th- there's, there's good wishes there, you know. Like, they, they want Warner Brothers and, and the DC uh, Entertainment to, to put out mm-hmm. good content, right? Yeah. Okay. And with that, we can wrap up the episode. This is Farewell from Henry and Clara.